Well, good morning. It's Mel Tempest from the Gym Owners Business Podcast. And this morning, I'm speaking to the founder and CEO of Crank It Fitness, Owen Bowling. He's also the co-founder of New Nutrients. Good morning, Owen. Hi, Mel. How are you? I'm absolutely awesome. What a great way to start Friday off with a coffee podcast. Absolutely agree. Can't wait to discuss some interesting things over the next half an hour or so. It will be awesome. Now, I was um, the reason I came to interview was because I was actually on social media and I, I saw a post that you put up about it being seven, seven years in business. Is that correct? Yeah, that, that was a little reminder and Facebook does a great job of that. It was seven years since we actually launched the Crank It Straps product. So I'd, that, there'd been some build-up prior to that, about a year and a half prior of build-up, but seven years that the product's been on the market as of a few days ago. And how fast has that gone for you? It's gone incredibly fast. It's amazing to think that we're in our eighth year and, and you know, yeah, time really does fly when when you're doing something that you love and you're as, as busy and then when a family comes along as well, that, that speeds things up even more. Tell the listeners this morning, so how did it start and where did the name come from? Because that's what I'm most interested in. So I'll I'll give you a bit of backstory on how it all started because I started Crank It Fitness when I was uh, a PT and I would I I sometimes say just a PT but there's no such thing as just a PT PTs do a fantastic job but I was personal training up on the Sunshine Coast I'd moved up there uh, from Brisbane and I discovered suspension training it was already around TRX was around there was a few other uh, products on the market at that point this was back in 2009 I think. And and it, it just resonated with me. I've got a background in circus and gymnastics and the body weight style of, of movement really resonated with me. So I started using it with my clients. And as a trainer, I was thinking, God, there's some things about the products that are, that are available, TRX, et cetera, that I, I wasn't quite happy with the versatility. I wanted to do more with them. And so I started thinking, God, I wonder if I could, I could make my own product and sell it to my clients. A really small scale idea. And... I was busy running my personal training business. Um, you know, I, I didn't really have the the headspace to think beyond that little idea, and and that idea would have never really gone anywhere. Just trying to sell some some straps to your own clients. But what happened was I was helping a friend of mine build a house. Um, I, I was just helping him out, and we were up on the roof, and I actually fell through the roof and busted my knee. Um, I fell through onto a desk and, and tore my knee apart and had to have surgery. And as a result of that, I had to have some weeks in bed after surgery. And suddenly I wasn't busy every day. I wasn't running my PT business. I had some headspace. So what, when I look back, what was a really terrible experience in, in injuring my knee actually turned out to be probably the catalyst that allowed me to have this little seed of an idea grow into something that was much bigger. And that's how I started sketching product. I went and saw a, a friend of mine who ran a turnkey design company. And it was it was actually him. Uh, his name's uh, Craig Mounsey, a really excellent designer. And I used to train him as a client back in Brisbane. And he was the one that was the inspiration for the name because we were, we were coming up with different names. And the very first name that we came up with for the product was Gravity Trainer. Um, because you're using gravity and, and your body yeah. weight and not a great name at all. I mean, it kind of described what we're doing, but um, but it wasn't great. And so he actually, we were talking about leverage and using your body weight as leverage with the straps. And he said, what about crank it? 
And the reason he said that was because when I used to train him outdoors, I used to use that when I was trying to get him to go faster in a, in a hill sprint or, or running. And I don't even really remember doing this, but it was a term that I used to use to try and promote performance. And then we started thinking about cranks and the fact that cranks and levers are the same thing. And so that's kind of where the, the original idea for the name came from. That's that's incredible. Now, first of all, are you guys still friends even though you fell through the roof? Uh, yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah that's, it wasn't his fault, it was my fault. <laughs> it was your fault. Okay, so you've created um, your product, Crank It Fitness, and then what happened then? How did you get it out into the marketplace? And, of course, the, the most important question I want to know is was there a time where you just sort of thought, wow, I can't do this anymore, I just want to throw it all in? Oh, many times. And it's, I tell people now, if I hadn't have been as naive as I was when I started, I probably would have never started. If I had have known exactly what was ahead of me, I think I would have run a mile. There's been many, many moments when, when you just doubt absolutely everything. Um, and nobody really sees that. Only the really inner circle ever see that. And so when you look at social media and the posts and the website and all that sort of stuff, it all looks amazing and fun and adventurous. But the, and and you're in business, Mel. You know what it's like. It's uh, there are dark moments. There is, um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So so, in terms of how did it, how did we launch it out there? Well, there were some key things that happened early on, and I recognised very early on that as a product, it's not a really intuitive product. It requires some education. You see a lot of people that look at a set of straps and they might do a row, they might do a push up, and that's about it. And so you you need to teach people really how to utilize the maximum benefit of the product. Much like kettlebells, there's a lot of nuance and technique to really getting the most out of it. So I teamed up with my head of education, a man by the name of Dave Leo. You've probably met or, or know of Dave. Mm-hmm. Um, absolute wizard when it comes to functional movement, anatomy, level three check practitioner. He's a exercise phy- physiologist. He trains. Uh, educators and PTs and physios around the world. He's just an absolute genius. So he was really responsible for helping develop the the in-depth technical side of our education. And our education really was what, over time, won us a lot of credibility. We ended up getting uh, you know a strong relationship with the likes of the Australian Institute of Fitness. We got our CEC accreditations um, and the education was the platform that allowed us to grow beyond just being another strap product. So how hard was it, though, to get people to take notice of your product? Because, you know, it's 2018 now and there's products absolutely everywhere, Owen. I mean, every day I get emails about new products. If you jump on social media, there's somebody putting something new out there. So how did you get people to take notice of it? There's a few things that I did um, and lots of stuff didn't work. So I think one of the things that has allowed me to survive that initial period, and I say survive because it's it's, it's hard work. My, my um, girlfriend at the time, she's now my wife, Jamie, she worked full time and I did a bit of PT on the side, but I was making no money for the first, it was probably first couple of years really, very little money. And uh, it was a combination of just that determination and belief that we had something that was going to grow, but but also just leveraging your network, not taking knockbacks to heart too much. And you know, for example, I'll give you a, a story. I, I remember we were living on the Sunshine Coast in uh, Watala and one suburb over there was a workout world store. And I went into the workout world store just as me, you know, just walking in. I probably was in shorts and, and flip-flops at the time and went and chatted with the manager in the store and said, look, I'm a local guy. I've got this product. 
Um, I, I think your customers would probably love it. It's it's kind of like this type of product. And, you know, is there any chance that we could do some kind of contra deal where I'll just give you some product and see if, if you can sell it? And that was the start of a probably a one and a half year process to actually then getting the product into national retail with Workout World at the time. So it, just little things like that where you just have to put yourself out there and you've got to keep putting yourself out there and you've just got to get in touch with everybody you know and ask them to get you in touch with everybody you know and you've got to be passionate. You've got to be enthusiastic. I think the trade shows were a big one um, for us. So we launched the product February 2011 and then Filex was, I think, March 2011. Wow. Now, now uh, most companies book into Filex, you know, a year, eight months, six months in advance and they have months to plan their stall and and organize uh, equipment hire and plan their team and we <laughs> I spoke with one of my business uh, mentors and and he said when's the next big fitness event and I said oh it's in 2 weeks and he said can we get there how is it possible so I called up the the expo organizers and I said okay can I can I get a stall what have you got available they had maybe two 3 by 3 stands left and so they gave us a deal. I, I think I used someone else's credit card to pay for it because I didn't have the money to pay for it. And I drove down to Sydney in our car, loaded up with floor mats. So we had the, the gym tiles. We loaded them in because we couldn't afford to pay for carpet. Um, you know, took down straps. I think we were, I think we were getting product shipped in to Sydney. Like we were just totally unorganized. But just through pure will, we made it happen. And that it's funny, that first expo was probably our most successful expo of every expo that we have done since, except for one. So we had this tiny booth, but we were new. We had a team of, of, of young people that, that came down and worked for free, essentially. And we just got absolutely smashed. We had the booth was about four or five people deep for the entire show. And that kind of was our official launch on into the fitness industry. People started to know that we were there, and that then opened up other doors. But um, I would never try and do a fitness show now with only two weeks' notice. You just, you just wouldn't hit. You, you wouldn't consider it. I mean that that's in that's an incredible story because um, Firelex is the premier uh, event, you know, for fitness conventions here in Australia, and it is a huge financial outlay for any supplier that um, that heads up there and puts their product out there. So for you to do that with two weeks' notice, that's just phenomenal. I mean, that's just great. I, I think that's a story within itself that would inspire other product suppliers but tell me Owen what what sort of culture do you think your product has now created within the community look it's an interesting question I mean we've got quite early on I created a values and culture position for us internally so for our presenters and our and our team and that was really built around uh, 10 key t- key areas well, I could go through them but I think in terms of the brand in the marketplace we're probably people resonate with us as being authentic, as being the underdog. You know, there's no question that TRX out of the US are the biggest player in this space. They were the first to really commercialize suspension training properly. Uh, we can't even use suspension training as a term because it's trademarked. So they they really are the Hoover of the of that fitness space and are synonymous. And so we've had to really battle to gain traction as a as a you know, small Australian young startup as and really as an underdog. And I think a lot of people resonate with that. A lot of our Australian customers like that we're Australian. Yeah. They like that they like that they can get on the phone and, and often even times chat with me personally. And 
one of the things that we've experienced over the last seven or eight years that has been a, a huge part of our culture is that anytime we stuff up and we do sometimes stuff up, you know, we send something out that's wrong or, or, you know, something might break because of a manufacturing fault very, very rarely, but it does happen occasionally. And we always treat those as opportunities to turn someone into a raving fan. And the way that we do that is if you have, uh, I'll give you an example uh, from a, from a course that we ran in Perth. So we uh, had a third party company that was running a course for us in Perth and there was an admin stuff up. So we had some people that we'd previously booked in to a face-to-face course. And then when we handed over to this other company, those people didn't get into their system. And then the other company changed the date for, for some reason. So we had this, this course that wasn't running on the, on the Sunday and these three or four people showed up. Some of them had driven a couple of hours to get to this course. And our, business, our, our offices are closed on the weekend. So we're getting Facebook messages and phone calls to the office saying we're, we're sitting at this, this venue, it's closed. And you can imagine from a customer's point of view, that is the worst possible experience that you can have. You've paid three or $400 to come to a course, you rock up and the, the place is just empty. It's closed, there's no one there. So you know, as soon as I got wind of that i think it was monday morning i I called our operations manager i said we really need to to to, um create a wow experience for these guys that is just the worst possible experience that they've just had Mm -hmm. so we i called them personally on the monday morning i we gave them an immediate refund we gave them free access to any course that they wanted to book in the future we send them a free set of crank it straps we gave them free online access to our to our online education and for all of them what was a horrendous experience turned into an amazing experience and they're now huge fans of, of our brand. So it, that's, a, that's, that's kind of a big example of, of lots of little things that have happened over time where if someone really has a negative experience, we use that as an opportunity to create a wow experience. And you sort of got no choice, have you, Owen? I mean, I, I think in business that's all happened to us at one stage, hasn't it? You know, somebody's turned up, the place is locked up or somebody hasn't turned up to take a class. And it's really, it's almost like you've got to work twice as hard to win them back. It's um it's something that I don't like happening in my business, but it does. Mm. And you do you have to work twice as hard to to win them back. But it is it's incredible how they do become your biggest raving fans. And from that, what happens obviously is word gets out there, and more people start to take note of who you are, who you are and and the service that you provide. So I have to ask you, um, what's your what do you think the, the future of the fitness industry holds for Crankit? Well, we've we've got some exciting things happening this year. We're we're relaunching our products, and we're actually creating two different products. We've always only had one product, um, yeah. and it's and it's been used by you know we sell it in retail, and it's used by personal trainers, and it's used by gyms. And we over time we've really got realised that we need to have a product that's just for gyms. Um, you know, you don't need the door anchor if you're a gym. You don't need a retail packaging box if you're a gym. You really just want to get the straps. Um, and we're going to probably package it in in recycled um, paper. So it comes in, in recycled brown paper packaging. You open it up and you just set them up in the gym and that's it. Whereas for a trainer and a, and a consumer, you know, they might want the door anchor. They want might want a nice box for it to be on a retail shelf. So we're, we're splitting that up. For Crank It, we've got some really exciting international growth happening in the US in particular. And we're really doubling down on expanding what Crank It is about beyond just straps. So we've got a product that we'll be launching probably later this year that expands us into the functional movement space beyond just being about straps because straps was our first product and it's taken us so far. But the company ethos is about helping people move better. And there's a lot of other things that people can use to help them move better beyond just straps. Straps is just one small part of of the movement 
process. So, um, so that's kind of what we're going to be up to. And, and in terms of the industry, I think, and I've heard you speak to a number of, of people around the world about this. I think technology is one of those areas that is influence our, influencing our industry in a positive way, but there's also a lot of hype about it. There's a lot of hype about technology replacing personal experience, et cetera. And I think some people are buying into that too much. My feeling is that uh, technology can assist us to double down on personal service and it can help us scale personal service and make personal service even better. But we have to keep personal service as a core focus rather than trying to uh, outsource everything to technology because ultimately you just cannot replace the one-on-one connection that is inherently valuable in the fitness experience for me. Yeah, I agree with that, Owen. I mean, you know, technology is great. We can't run from it. It's here. It's here to stay and we need to grow with it. But I think education is the key component to making it work within the clubs. And I think the education comes from that one-on-one. And I think if we keep that one-on-one going, that personalised service and, and educating not just our clients but our staff as well, I see technology being embraced by everybody. I'm not against mm-hmm. it. I love it. And I, I usually, for me, if somebody doesn't like something that's that, that's new to the industry, it's usually because they're a little bit ignorant of the product and they really haven't taken the time to sit down and look at how this can work in a positive manner within their, their business. Uh, we can't run from technology. I mean, show me something that's new that hasn't worked. It's as simple, it's as, simple as that. So we, we have to move with the times. Now, you said that you're expanding into the U.S. market. Have you expanded into the Asian market as yes? Because I see this being a, an incredible tool for the Asian fitness marketplace. Yeah, absolutely. We've um, we've had a couple of inroads into the Asian market, most notably with Fitness First yes. in Asia. So if you go into any Fitness First gym in Asia, you'll you'll actually see red cranket straps hanging uh, all around. So that's been that's been one of our real big inroads into the Asian market. We don't currently have a distributor in Asia, so that's something that we are trying to to sort out this year because trying to deal direct into Asia really is is uh, not a great. Um, a way to run Asia. We need someone there that's got local knowledge, on the ground, local contacts. So if anyone listening to this uh, knows a great Asian distributor that, that might be interested in talking with us, um, definitely feel free to, to connect us. Actually, you know what, Owen? I could be onto something there for you. Fantastic. So there you go with that. Now, um, will you be at Phylex this year and will you be at Ursa this year? Yes, I will. So um, I almost never have a stand now uh, for a couple of reasons. So we had a we had a stand at, at Filex at a minimum for probably about five years. And now that we have relationships with Synergy Fitness, Matrix Fitness, Active Solutions, formerly we had relationship with Precore and Quinax, um, I find that it's much more valuable for me and for my time and also significant cost saving to have straps on those stands because they all, all need a version of straps to showcase on their, their rigs and their frames and um, and actually be able to really spend time connecting with the industry at a personal level. Much more time for me to have meetings. I'm not trying to sell product off the stand. And so, yes, I will absolutely be at Filex and I will also be at Ursa uh, because of some of the US stuff that we've got going on. How about you? Are you going to be at both? I will be at both. I am packed and ready to go. Fantastic, fantastic. Um, I love both events and um, I'm very passionate about about Ursa, so we'll have to make sure that we, we catch up at both of those events. 
Yeah, agreed. It'd be good to meet you in person. I don't think we've actually met. No, no. I mean, everything's online. This is what technology does now. It brings a community of people together that are passionate about the same thing. And this is why I'm very big into everybody working, you know, together. Uh, Collaboration is very, very important for our industry now, especially because there's so much competition. And I think that there's space for everybody. And I think that, yeah, we all need to come together and not worry so much about what everybody else is doing, but just work together in a team environment. Now, I know that we're getting close to the end of our podcast, but I'm just going to ask you really quickly, can you just tell me a little bit about Nude Nutrients? Yes. Okay. Look, I could probably talk for quite a while here, so feel free to pull me up if we get to the end. But um, if you had have said to me even a week before Nude really came into existence that I would be soon co-founding and or running a supplement company, I would have just said you're crazy. I've been a a functional training advocate for for many, many years, personal trainer, and have been quite critical of the supplement space uh, for good reason, I believe, because I think the supplement space is, you know, if if you think about the shows in particular, you go to Filex, et cetera, and and you've really got the fitness industry and then you've got the supplements industry. And they're not really the same industries, but a lot of people cross them over. Um, And there's a lot of cowboy happening in the supplement industry, you know, a lot of dodgy products, a lot of unhealthy uh, trends, etc. So I've been quite critical of it. Now, what happened was uh, I was having a conversation with a a large gym chain in Australia with with the the top level management in that gym chain because we uh, were looking at working with them on an education point of view and with straps. And we were talking about collaboration. We were talking about uh, education and they were... Uh, to, they were they were sort of expressing their frustrations with the current supplement model for gyms. So the current model for gyms is you can either buy and hold product and then sell it to your customers, or you can have a a vending machine. And that's kind of about it. Most of the supplement companies haven't come up with with a largely different model. And if you're a personal trainer, you might even have a direct relationship with a company, and and that's the gym doesn't really see any of that. And nobody's winning. The gym's not making any money. The, the, the customers aren't really getting serviced. You know, they're not getting any major advice from the gym. And so in that conversation with this, with this gym chain, I actually came up with a different model. I came up with a, with a bit of a revolutionary model to embed supplements into a gym in a, in a very different way. And they really loved it that much that it, that it inspired me to actually explore whether or not this is something that the market might want. And so uh, I brought a couple of people on board that uh, I needed to in terms of the product. If we were going to do a supplement company, it had to be the the best quality. There had to be a real product point of difference. Uh, We found a ginger enzyme compound from a company called BioHawk, which breaks down the amino acid proline. And what was just incredible about this process is that most, well, pretty much all protein powders have a level of proline in them because it's amino acid. And anything that proline is bound to so on on both sides of the peptide chain that that bond can't be broken and what that means is you can't absorb it you can't digest it and it ends up fermenting in the lower gut so you have people taking protein powder trying to increase their protein improve their their fitness and their strength and their health but the inherent nature of this proline bond means that they're actually not absorbing the full amount of available protein, and it can actually go down into the lower gut and cause digestive issues, bloating. It can cause um, immunological responses. People can think that they're dairy intolerant as a result. There's all sorts of, of responses. And so we found this ginger enzyme that actually breaks that bond, which means that the nude product is you know, more absorbable, more digestible, and doesn't result in any of those issues. So from a product point of view, that was fantastic. 
Uh, and we've now been working for about a year on the technology platform that solves a couple of problems. And this speaks to to uh, an issue beyond supplements as well, which I wanted to talk about in our conversation earlier. And that is, if you think about the customer experience joining most gyms, unless you're an F45 or a CrossFit and there's a, there's a group element to the entire model, a customer joins a gym and they're given access to a facility, which is great. And then if they want help, they have to pay for personal training. But the gap between what they pay for their gym membership and what they pay for a personal trainer is massive. You know, you go 10 or $20 a week up to $80 to $100 per session with a trainer. And there's not a lot of service offering that fills that gap. And so what happens is, and you know the rates, 8 to 15% of, of any club membership is seeing a personal trainer. So that means 85 plus percent are not getting any help other than being given access to a facility. So what we had to do was come up with a model that embedded supplements in a onboarding process so that everyone could actually try supplements. The gym was the authority, but it also addressed the fact that the personal trainers um, could actually help everyone and be incentivized to help everyone. So what we've created is is pretty special. We're still in the testing phase. We've got uh, 11 gyms on board with a little chain that we're working with to to really test this out. But effectively, we're, we're changing the paradigm of when someone joins a gym to um, allowing them to connect with a personal trainer. They go into a training app that the personal trainer gives them a custom training app um, with a program for the first month. They can message the trainer, and this is all free. They message the trainer in the app. They get the help. The trainer can see if they're missing workouts, can, can catch those people that fall through the, through the cracks. And we also break down what's important to them, both in goal and in a fitness test, but also more importantly, in a wellness score. So we, we measure 10 categories of wellness to give people a much more holistic approach to why is it that I'm going to the gym? How does exercise and nutrition affect my overall wellness across stress and sleep and energy and, and nutrition and weight and strength and fitness? And we're giving people an actual score across those 10 categories that they can measure every single month. And they have a review with the trainer every month. And the gym is, is um, winning because they're – membership retention will go up significantly because the members are really engaged and they're connected with the PT. The PTs win because they get leads and they can then have different service offerings for those leads, whether it be in-app group training, personal group training, one-on-one uh, -on -one PT. And all of the customers that come through get to take supplements as part of that first month. So it's something that, as you can tell, I'm pretty excited about. I think it's going to really change the landscape of of uh, how people come into a club and, and what those first couple of months look like. And then as a result, how long those people stay at a club. So um, what I'm hearing from you now is that a club could actually utilize your product for challenges. Is that yes. not correct? Yeah. So, Absolutely. So let's just assume I'll use my club for an example. Okay, I want to have a, a six-week challenge in the club and – you know, we've never been really savvy with supplements. We've got a supplement shop. But instead, somebody new comes in and they say, look, Mel, I want to do the six-week challenge and I need to have uh, all of the information in front of me because I'm one of these types of, of personalities. And I can just turn to them and say, look, this is our new product, new nutrients. It's included in the six-week challenge. You've got your user-friendly app. So pretty much they come in, they sign up, and they get everything that takes them right through their challenge. That's correct? Yeah, that's right. And and what's what's really key here is that the trainer, they're connected with the trainer. So it's not just come in for your sessions. If they need help or if the trainer notices that they're not showing up, uh, then the trainer's got in-app messaging capabilities with directly with those people. Because what, what we've seen, I've, I've been in this space for a long time in the fitness space, 
40%, especially in a, in a 24-7 environment, 40, 40% of people come less than twice in their entire membership. They might yeah. keep paying for a year, but yeah. they, they show up twice. Those people are falling through the cracks because there's there's no system in most clubs to say, hang on a second, they had a scheduled workout. They missed that workout. That's a red flag. How do we help this person? Because if you think about that customer journey, Mel, someone joins the gym and we kind of think, oh, they're motivated. They're joining the gym. But oftentimes, they're actually joining the gym at the end of, of already quite a long journey. Maybe a year ago, they noticed that they're, that they're, um, that they're trousers were getting a little bit tight and they thought oh maybe maybe they just shrank in the wash and then maybe their partner says something to them a month or two later about the fact that they may be putting on some weight and and it takes them that long to actually go through they try a diet or they try some program or they try this and then they go okay now I've got to go join a gym but they still need a lot of help they've got bad habits they've got potentially poor nutritional practices you know they need motivational help just starting at a gym doesn't actually solve all of the the habit success practices that that person needs to build over time. And so I think as gyms, we can do a lot better job of, of holding people's hands that want that help through especially the first month or two. Um, so we're actually with this program, every member that joins these gyms that we're doing the test with, rather than it being an opt-in challenge, it's actually um, just our process. The gym says, this is our process of, of helping you achieve the goal that you're setting. We, and they, everybody goes through it. So, Owen, you said that 40% of people that purchase gym memberships only come twice. That's what That's you said, right? right? So yep. let me ask you this question. What percentage of trainers in clubs do you think don't converse with the members? Well, I think the numbers kind of say it. So, so regardless of the conversion rate of a trainer, across any type of club, you've got between 8 and 15% of the membership that are training with a PT. And 15 is on the very high end. So, so at a minimum, 85% of your members are not training with a PT. And so, whether the PT's um, seen them and then not converted them, uh, to been through a you know a couple of free session process, however the club does it, the end result is that 85% of people very quickly are not getting any help. And I, I think that's one of the big issues. And part of that issue is that the PTs don't really understand the business model or how to create a business model where they're not just selling time for a lot of money. So a one hour session at 70, 80, 100, $120, that's a big jump for someone that's paying a $15 membership. And whether or not they can afford it, oftentimes they still won't do it because they can't see the value. Whereas if a trainer has, for example, you get free support in the app because you're buying supplements and I'm making affiliate revenue off the supplements, um, or I have a, a support crew that's a group in the app that are all weight loss clients, and you're all doing the same workouts at the same time. It's like a challenge, but it's only in the app. You don't actually see me face-to-face. -face. That might be $10 a week. Then you could have small group training, and you get to come to two of my small group sessions, and that might be $30 or $40 a week. Then you could come to unlimited sessions. Say I run five, that might be $70 a week. And then you've got one-on-one -on -one PT. And suddenly, you've got all these different levels of service, and it's less about how much does it cost, and it's more about how much does the customer need help. So Mary, look, we've just done the month. You've scored really well. I see you've improved. You've done your workouts. This is really going well. How's it working for you? And do you need any more help from me? You're in the app. You're doing that. You know, how did you find your motivation? Did you show up through all your workouts? And then Mary can go, you know what? I actually would like a little bit more help. And it's not, am I doing nothing or am I doing PT? It's how much help do I need? And what are the, what are the different levels of service that match how much help I need? So Owen, are you offering clubs in-house training for this? 
So it has I, to be, yes. It has yeah, to be yeah. because this is a lot. Now, you know, you hit the nail on the head. The, there's some absolutely fantastic personal trainers out there, but you and I both know that once they come out of the RTOs or they come out of university, they really don't have that skill to set up a business. And That's being, right. being a personal trainer is, is, is owning your own business irrespective of whether you're a contractor or, or the club employs you. So for those club owners that are listening today, what Owen's saying is that with this product, um, they're prepared to come out and train your trainers up so that if you launch challenges in the club that you can you, your trainers can get the client from A to Z and not just A to B. And, That's right. Yeah, and retention is based on results. Um, if, if a client's not getting results, you're not going to, as a club owner, retain them. So with the, just to really quickly, with your in-club uh, training that you're offering the clubs, is that something that's done over one or two days? Is that something that you would um, integrate with Crankit? Um, look, with Crankit and New, they're, they're, they're separate companies, so we don't do really any crossover at this point. And we are very much still building out this platform. So we've got our test sites. We're going to be doing three to six months of really solid testing with this. So depending on when when this episode goes live, we probably won't be in a position to bring any clubs on for, for a decent period of time. But that being said, once we are ready, um, you know, we'll be we'll be letting the industry know, you know, through through media releases, etc. So people that are interested will be able to find out. Um, the Crankit training is is a little different. I mean, for Crankit, we can come out and do you know a session on suspension training for your for your personal trainers, CC credit, etc. But that's usually just a a private booking. So the the, the two are kind of separate. Okay, look, that's fine. So really, uh, with with nude. Perhaps it's something that club owners could start to uh, date in for spring or summer campaigns. That's right, yeah. And we look, we have a couple of clubs that um, have said, look, we just want to wholesale the product. We're not buy it. We're not hold some stock. We think it's a great clean product. The ginger makes it really fantastic point of difference. And that that's available now. But the whole the whole onboarding wellness program, built-in app, your training of the PTs, that's still going to have to wait. So if, if anyone does want to find out more about it, they can they can certainly hit up the website. We've got um, chat function on there. They can chat with us straight away. They can look at the different options. But um, yeah, we, we've got a little work to do before we're ready to really roll it out at scale. It sounds like exciting times for you guys over the next couple of years. I mean, what are your goals for the next two years? Look, goals for the next two years would be with Nude to, to get the platform to a scalable level, uh, and that is going to probably take most of this year. And then when we when we are ready to scale, so that means we've proven the, the technology doesn't break and it all works. We've proven the increase in retention and engagement. We've proven the increase in customer value. Then we're looking to scale really quickly, and that'll mean probably USA, UK and Europe, uh, maybe Southeast Asia, all within a, in a pretty quick period. Um, once that happens, Crankit will be already kind of growing in its own way as it has been over the last eight years. But, uh, you know, I'll have to get other people on board to, to run Nude at that level because it's going to outstrip my capacity very quickly. Um, so, yeah, just continuing to grow, continuing to connect. I, I'm focusing down this year on my own personal brand because I haven't really spent any time on building the Owen Bowling brand over the last eight years. Um, so I'm going to be putting a bit of work into that and just you know, trying to continue to, to have fun and help people really, add value to people's lives. So, Owen, for anybody that's interested in getting in touch with you in regards to Crank It and Nude and possibly coming on board perhaps with a, a career, with a career, where is the best place for them to get in touch with you? 
my website, owenbowling.com, will be live quite soon uh, within within the next couple of weeks. So depending on when this podcast gets released, it may be live. And if it's not, just crankitfitness.com or nudenutrients.com.au. Those are the those are the two best places. I've thoroughly enjoyed listening to your story today. It certainly has inspired me and I'm really, really keen to learn more about new nutrients. So I'll be looking forward to seeing that that launch. And I do wish you the best of luck launching the products globally. I think um, your story is absolutely incredible and it will certainly inspire others that are thinking about perhaps taking a product out into the marketplace. I thank you very much for your time today and uh, I will be popping all of Owen's details in script form at the end of our podcast. If you're heading to Ursa in San Diego or heading to Firelex in Sydney, I strongly urge you to get in touch with Owen and have a chat to him about the products and who knows what the future holds. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today, Owen. It's been a pleasure, Mel. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you for joining the Gym Owners Podcast, sponsored and supported by National Fitness Business Alliance and Gym Click Media. Find Mel Tempest on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Join us next time for the Gym Owners Podcast.